What do Mozart, Isaac Newton, Andy Warhol, Mr. Spock, Cliff Clavin, and Jerry Espenson have in common? Want to find out? Then join me, Dr. Bill Rutenberg, your host, and my special guest, Emmy Award-winning actor Christian Clemenson, on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Christian Clemenson is best known to us for his portrayal of Jerry Hans Espenson, the brilliant attorney with Asperger's syndrome on Boston Legal. Mr. Clemenson is a graduate of Harvard University and the Yale School of Drama. He has appeared in major motion pictures, including United 93, and on television in NYPD Blue, The West Wing, CSI, and others. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much. Crane Pool and Schmidt has a number of lawyers with disabilities. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think even one of the named partners is locked up currently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to your knowledge, is there a reason David Kelly made that choice? I think it's the world of Boston Legal that he's comfortable with. He likes to have these extreme characters. He didn't want to have a continuation of the practice, which is the roots of Boston mm-hmm. Legal. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to explore more extreme personalities. And certainly with Alan Shore, you have someone who is not your typical television protagonist. Oh, if my son could only make a closing like that. <laughs> yes, oh man, couldn't if we... All could only make a closing like that. Oh, my gosh. I read those, and I'm like, oh, well, if I could have this lawyer, I wouldn't have to have any other lawyer. Well, in that vein, if David Kelly came to you and said, Chris, write a script for one of the episodes, what would Jerry Espenson do on that show? I am most interested in sort of Jerry's backstory. I would love to meet his parents. The law is not my forte, so there are a variety of cases I can imagine, but mostly, though, I would love to know about his family life, what it was like with his mother. We do explore some of that this season, but I would love to actually meet them and have a, an episode with them. Would you draw it all from your own background? Yeah, I think ultimately you have to draw some of it. I mean, as an actor, you always try to find where your character and yourself overlap. And I try to find as many of those areas as possible. And certainly with his family, I tried to do that as too. I mean, I had a, a father who was a little obsessive and emotionally distant. And I could imagine Jerry's father being similar to that. But yes, I think you'd have to, most writers draw on their real life, I think, to create these situations. Thimerosal and vaccines is a hot topic. And as you know, many people believe that may be a cause of autism. Right. Wouldn't Jerry love to explore this in court? That would be, and there are so many great lawsuits you could have about that issue. That's a really important issue. I get a lot of wonderful letters, but the most amazing ones are from mothers of people with Asperger's syndrome. And to have a character on the show like that, a mother of one of these children, and bringing a lawsuit based on that, that would be a great issue for Jerry. Ooh, i got to suggest that, actually. That really is bells now. Well, with that, what's happening in Hollywood, I just happen to have the script. So I'd... <laughs> <laughs> the only one selling scripts these days. No, if we I'm... ever actually do get new scripts again, yeah. gosh, I hope that that happens. So... Oh, yeah. My Tuesday nights would be ruined if you don't. Yes. Well, fortunately, we do have David Kelly, who yeah. you can't believe how many scripts he wrote in the last week sort of preparing <laughs> for this. So we are, we're going to be filming for a while. Uh, People with Asperger's syndrome have so many difficulties, especially with the nuances of language, picking up verbal and visual cues. What was it like for Jerry Espenson to sit in front of Denny Crane for a job interview? And... 
I have to say, those scenes are easy for me. When I have a scene with William Shatner, Denny Crane, because my feelings for William Shatner are so... It's difficult for me to talk to a legend. <laughs> so, And Jerry can't deal with almost anything that Denny Crane revels in. They've had a few scenes together, and they're often very funny because they don't operate on the same level at all. But that job interview, how he got hired originally, oof, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned William Shatner and the legend. The balcony scene has to be a classic moment in television. If Alan Shore went on vacation and Denny invited you up on the balcony to share a cocktail, <laughs> smoke a cigar, what would Jerry say to him? <laughs> what, would that, what would your message be to, to Denny, and could you change him? Well, first of all, he'd have a problem with the cigar, because, you know, you have to raise his hands from his thighs to actually hold the cigar. But he's got that little cigarette. He does, yes. When it's called for, he can't. Actually, that'd be great if he could hold the cigar <laughs> and become like Cigarette Jerry. <laughs> That proprioceptive yeah. tool, that would really be a great scene. <laughs> it, that Jerry could deal with Denny Crane, and that'd be a fascinating scene to see. What would he say to him, though? I think he'd be able to tell him off, as no one else in the firm really can. Oh, that's he's fascinating. Not a, a, you know, yeah. he's not like best friends with him like Alan is mm -hmm, and have that mm -hmm. sort of obligation. He would be able to see and tell him for what he is. And because Jerry is not particularly empathetic... He wouldn't be aware of what sort of problems might arise from him telling off the senior partner of the law firm. I think he'd feel very free and capable in, in dealing with him. I'd like to welcome those who are just joining us. You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and with me today is Emmy Award-winning actor Christian Clemenson. We're having a fascinating and most enjoyable discussion of how our patients can adapt and live with serious illness, such as Asperger's syndrome, and how it is for Mr. Clemenson to live a life on stage with Asperger's syndrome. We're talking about the balcony scene and how you go from there. I was also wondering, in theater, we speak about the moment before, what happens to you just before you go on stage. For someone with Asperger's syndrome, again, whom communication is difficult, picking up on visual cues, what would it be like for Jerry that moment before he goes into court to make a closing argument? He has to relate with the jury and pick up their reactions. It's very, very tough for him. What saves me as an actor in preparing those scenes, and I actually just had to do one yesterday, they are the one form of autism where their language skills are very high. You know, they, mm -hmm. In fact, they mm -hmm. are often noted for having sort of rather excessive, almost pedantic word choices. Yeah, little professor is a term I've heard. Yeah, little professor, exactly, yes. As children, they will impress one that way. So in that sense, Jerry at least takes some delight in his encyclopedic knowledge. So I often treat those long speeches in a courtroom as a chance for him to teach. And in that sense, all of his obsessions, his, you know, the details, the length, the language, all becomes tools he can use. They're not handicaps at all, but they are actually strengths that he has. And so I imagine Jerry, and I've actually played this myself, it's generally not sort of seen on television, but I play in my head that he sort of psychs himself up as a player would, you know, before a game. <laughs> and he just 
And actually, we have had several scenes where he sits in a darkened office, and he's sitting there, and he's just sort of reviewing his strengths and going over all the details of the case. And that's where the Asperger's, instead of being handicapped, actually is a great tool for him to use. But that's an important message for both physicians and patients with Asperger's syndrome to use their strengths. It is. Yes, there are problems, of course, for, for people who have to deal with Asperger's, but there are great advantages as well. You spoke about Jerry's great abilities, his knowledge. He was denied partnership in the law firm because he was different. Doesn't that still grate at Jerry? Doesn't he yeah. want to do something about it? Yes. That's something certainly that I have as an actor that I use a lot, that you know, he worked at the firm for many years, did a lot of work, and was like this huge resource. And yet because, you know, he couldn't bring big money clients to the firm, which is the all-important thing for deciding who is a partner. Mm -hmm. Minders, was, finders, and grinders. Yes, yes. He was, you know, deemed expendable. Hmm. He is currently sort of not on partner track. He is of counsel at the firm. But I think he is so happy being at the firm that that's okay. He doesn't mind. Did he ever think about that the firm violated the American with Disabilities Act and that maybe he should I, I think that's a fascinating idea. And I've actually talked to Spader about that, that that would be a great case. You know, that while he's still at the firm, he could sue the firm himself as for a violation of the Disabilities Act. And his doctors were so crazy about lawsuits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah. What did Christian Clemenson learn from Jerry Espison? A lot. There's not so much a fear of when I see people who are somewhat different or something. I, because of Jerry, I have a greater sense of empathy, ironically, because he has very little empathy. And at work, you know, because he is so seemingly odd, I am socially much more at ease, I think. It's because I think in comparison to Jerry, I'm a piece of cake. Suddenly, and that's a great gift that Jerry has given me. I think it gives me this perspective on my life where I can sit, as most actors can, we can sit and obsess about things to the point where we're convinced that we are, I, I don't know, the, the world's worst person in the world, and then suddenly here comes along Jerry, and I go, you know, my life is not so bad. I do have a social life. I do have, you know, a facility with um, mm -hmm. talking to people. What would it be like to really be Jerry? And then suddenly my life doesn't look so bad. Empathy is something a lot of doctors have been accused of not having. From your experience, and we are talking to an audience of medical professionals, is there something you could offer them as a way to become more empathetic, to deal with their patients' feelings? What I love about the idea of people with Asperger's particularly is that their condition is normal for them and may not need treatment. I mean, we have explored on the show various types of treatment for Jerry, and some with varying degrees of success. But ultimately, I think if we can just look at these people as a different type of normal, I think that would be very comforting. And I know from the letters that I get from people, you know, the mothers in particular have the same hopes that anyone else does, that they just want their children to have a normal life, whatever that is. Has that response and the role itself made you an advocate for people with Asperger's syndrome? Not yet, but I think that's about to happen. I mean, I, I certainly feel that connection. I have my own sort of charities that I've had my whole life, mm -hmm. and I would love to be an advocate for them. And uh, actually, sort of in just waiting to be approached, I'm not one who sort of goes out and seeks that. I've 
always been active with various causes. The ones dear to me right now are Meals on Wheels, mostly. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I would love that. With great appreciation, I'd like to thank Christian Clemenson for being so gracious with his time. We've been discussing what it means to be a person functioning with Asperger's syndrome. I leave you with these words by Adrian Flynn, who lives with Asperger's syndrome. Fragments of knowledge are processed and filtered to sift out the right way to smile and to cry. Emotionally barren and socially awkward, avoiding eye contact, mistaken for shy. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions. Please visit us at ReachMD.com and explore our new on-demand and podcast features. Thanks for listening. I wish you good day and good health.